tell the audience what's new in your world with respect to your show, uh, the reality series CPS, The Horror Stories. Um, this next Saturday, I'm doing a live taping. And so if you're in the Southern California area and you would like to share your story, please contact us uh, on the Facebook page, The Reality Series, CPS The Horror Stories, so that we can schedule you to be interviewed live, like I said. Uh, that That's number one. Number two, uh, we are creating a webinar slash membership um, for parents, whether you're dealing with CPS or uh, maybe you have dealt with them uh, or you're new and you're just interested in how the system works and how to fight them. So there's a webinar that uh, Vince and I are creating right now that will be available um, for parents to participate as a membership and watch all of the webinars. So that's very exciting because all of these questions that parents call in and ask get answered on the series, uh, but way more in depth. So it's actually really, it's been really beneficial even for myself asking and listening to all of the answers that you explained, Vince. You know, I have a question. So you said you're going to be doing live tapings of your show, but don't, don't you do live tapings now? I do them over Zoom. So the difference will be this will be in person and there will be a three camera shot and it will be me and um, the individual who's sharing their story in person. That's why I said if you're in the Southern California area and you want to um, record, but maybe I said it wrong. So you have to be there in studio. (laughs) It will be in studio. I wanted to tell people that... um, That show will be shown on cable television, at least here in Southern California. So um, if you want to be a part of that, contact Cynthia directly. Cynthia, let's take another call. Uh, We're running out of time. Uh, Let's talk to Casey in Wisconsin. Hello? Hey, Hey, Casey, did you have a story to tell or a question to ask? Yeah, I got a story to tell, actually. Um, okay, um, in my case, uh, actually, to be honest, it wasn't even originally about me or my girlfriend. Um, this case has been going on December 16th will be, this year will be a year since the uh, complaint came in. Um, last year they took, the complaint came in December 16th, uh, 2019, but they didn't come out until December 20th, 2019. They gave me a bunch of reasons why. And all of them would have been good and all, except when they came four days later, they decided to use the word imminent danger to pull my kids from from the home. And I said, well, okay, you may have all these leeways to wait, but if you're going to use the word imminent danger, a kid can be dead in four days if it's imminent danger. I said, so, but anyways, long story short, we're a year into this case now. And, um... I actually have a federal lawsuit pending for my children right now because 
the uh, the complaint was not about me and my girlfriend. It was about my mom. And when they came here, I had addressed this issue with them, and I asked them. I said, "So is this complaints about all of us or just my mom?" And they said, "Just your mom. Nothing to do with you." Um, and I said, "All right. Well, then you're not taking my kid. You're not taking my children out of this home." I said, "You can go get a court order, come back, and then I'll gladly, if if you have." a justifiable reason, hand over my children with that court order. I said, until then, you can leave my residence, and uh, that's that. And then because I was on bail, I was on a $10,000 bail, they used their authority as intimidation and told me that, well, if you don't hand over your kid, not only will your kid be gone, but you'll be in jail and probably have to pay $10,000 to get out. Now, if I could do this all over again, I would say take me to jail because I would have a lawsuit for false imprisonment. But my stupidity, before hearing all of CPS horror stories along with your live broadcast, I didn't know much about the situations with CPS and their guidelines and protocols and laws. And But throughout the year, throughout this entire year of this case, I have been researching the law as far as... Uh, my child's rights as far as what rights have been violated of mine um, in the beginning. And this whole case, they've been violating my child's foster child's bill of rights um, because it states in the foster child's bill of rights that they have a right to have contact or see family and friends that do not have court orders against them. They're not allowing anybody in my family besides me and my girlfriend to see the children. And we're still on the same hour to two hour visits that we were put on way in the beginning of this case. Now, I just had court on December 10th, uh, tw- uh, 2020, right? 2020. Um, and um, basically, now it's come to the point where the judge is just constantly siding with. A matter of fact, the judge is lying on record. The judge mentioned pretty much everything, um, quite a few things, if not everything, that me and the mother have completed, but yet still proceeded to put on e-file when he submitted his, like, writing, like, on record or whatever about what was ordered. He decided to put on there that the providers and the agency was doing what they're supposed to do, but the parents didn't do what they're supposed to do. Right after he mentioned almost everything that was in our disposition order for conditions, like, literally everything that the CPS wanted us to do, we did before they before they, before they they were even ordered. And there was one thing I couldn't do, and that was based because my insurance wouldn't cover it. So CPS paid for it, like I asked them to do. And the, a judge even mentioned on record that it was based on my request because if they wanted this evaluation to get done, they'd have to pay for it because I'm on a fixed income. And I said, I don't got a problem doing it. I'm not giving you our time about that. I'll do it to humor you. I said, but but I need it paid for because it costs like 300 and some dollars. And my insurance wouldn't cover it. So they paid for it. The judge proceeded to say, based on my request, you know, he request, he asked CPS to pay for this assessment so he could do it, uh, so I could do it. And he basically listed everything that me and the mother did on record and then proceeded to say, um, that the agency and the providers were doing what they needed to do, but the parents weren't doing what they needed to do. And CPS has been lying on legal documents like 
They're talking about family members of mine, supposedly. Um, well, Casey, let me jump in here for a second. You're represented by an attorney in your case? Uh, yes, I am. Um, did your attorney say anything about the ability to appeal what the judge said or the judge ordered? Yeah, basically referencing a couple calls ago, uh, um, when that uh, that one lady said that um, is it nor uh, is it normal um, for CPS for not to be heard for CPS to be heard and not the family? I'm kind of going through the same thing. Like my like the judge actually got to the point where he threatened to hold me in contempt because at first my attorney wasn't doing what I asked, and we had these um, hearings over Zoom. And I didn't know they have these private rooms on Zoom where you can speak one-on-one -on -one with someone so everybody in the Zoom can't hear you other than just your attorney. Mm -hmm. But I tried to address something that I couldn't talk to my attorney about. And okay, so the judge said if I interrupted again, he was going to throw me in jail. But my, my attorney basically put it on record and noted some of the issues I have, but the judge overlooked it like he didn't even say it and didn't even schedule – Another hearing to address these issues, one being the Foster Child's Bill of Rights. Hold on oh, a second, Casey. Up. Casey, I got I to gotta break in because my engineer is telling me we're going to be going off the air on the show in less than one minute. What I need for you to do, Casey, because your story is a little bit more involved, you need to call me at my office tomorrow so we can talk oh, about I this. I actually called your office before the radio show and uh, they have someone calling me tomorrow. Okay, perfect. Perfect, because your your story is a little bit uh, in depth and a little well, complicated. Well, let me just stick one more so, thing. Casey, we're going off the air. I want to thank you for calling. I want to thank you for listening. I hope you call me tomorrow, triple eight triple eight six five eight two, and we will see Cynthia Becker and myself on the air next week on the radio.